Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Melissa Amos, a soul empowerment mentor. We work with soul seekers across the globe to help them to understand who they are, unleash their gifts to where and get them to where they want to be. Oh, my gosh, that sounds incredible. That's what we all need. Melissa, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Oh, so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on that and let everyone know, you know, where are you with your business today and who do you love to work with? So thank you. I work with people who are on the spiritual path or know that there's something more to life than just like the eat, work, play, sleep kind of cycle. Um, And I help people understand who they are, where they're going. And understand that they have this opportunity to create the life that they want to lead. And that comes in very many different forms. So like I did spend a, like quite a lot of my life being a bit of a certificate junkie. Um, and I studied quite a lot of different metaphysical and um, psychological and spiritual techniques and philosophies and formats to kind of lead me to where I am today, which is helping people on a one to one level. Um, on a group level and through some group programs and Mm. through mentorship nice so who do you love to work with the most what's what's your perfect sort of client and what is it that you really help them to to achieve with their lives my perfect client do you know what I'm going to say it now and I might regret this Uh, but I do feel like the people that are drawn to me is recently seem to be like my ideals they're people who have an understanding of themselves have an understanding that they have this inner power Mm. but they may be not quite sure how to unlock it and quite probably they have some patterns or some limiting beliefs or something going on that's just stopping them from truly seeing who they are the people that I love to work with also are the action takers. So when something comes up in a reading or in a session and I'm like, we could try this and this and this, and they're like, yes. And they go and do it and they make a change. And then we literally see the trajectory of their life, like move. Mm. Love that. So that little bit of knowledge, that little bit of dangerous working knowledge that they bring into this is like, okay, you, you, you can work that. You can expand on that. It's their sort of, the doors slightly ajar and they're ready for I think ready and willing for more yeah nice so with with this particular type of of person that you work with what would you say that 
<laughs> time and time again, you have to help someone to overcome or work through so that they start to make the, the dramatic changes that you can help them to make. Oh, that's a really good question. It, I think it boils down often to two things. One is belief in themselves, that they are in the right place of where they want to be. Mm. But the second is maybe a little bit more profound. It's helping them like shed all the other identities of the things that they've become or the things that they thought they should do or the things that they thought they had to do or the things that they did just because they had to survive or they thought that was the right thing to do or whatever. And actually getting them back to, you know, this is you and this is who you are and this is your karma, dharma, destiny that we can start to move towards, which can manifest in so many different ways. It can be to help shed that, right? And that can be through traditional counseling. It can be through like psychotherapeutic techniques. It can be through past life work. It can be through um, the, a lot of the energy work. It can be through different energy medicines, but then mm -hmm. it can also be through more moving forward, like getting us to see where it is that we want to go and and all of that. Yeah. Crumbs. Now that is, huh, that can be overwhelming. You've listed everything you can do. And it's like, Christ, what the hell do I do all this stuff? It's yeah. so how do you help your people to digest and work on the one thing that's going to start to move the needle rather than, um, yeah, try and prescribe and use everything. Yeah. Um, well, there's, it depends how I'm working with people. So I have two real ways that I work with people right now. One is in a one-to-one -one setting, which is mentorship, you know, and we work week on week together mm. and then we can really dive deep. The other way is through my membership program, Soul Space, which is more about us growing our energy body and understanding the energetics of who we are and understanding who we are as a soul so that we can start to bring our soul to the forefront so that becomes our guide or that becomes our northern light rather than all the other stuff which is currently on the forefront guiding us mm. forward pushing us as the case may be so in the membership side of things um we do a couple of things we do coaching calls where we can get in like they literally have like 15 minutes or so each. And it's amazing the guidance to come through. I don't work with necessarily what I have in front of me all the time. Um, working on the like, you know, invisible world, the energetic level and all of this, it allows me to connect into a higher part of them. And quite often just some guidance comes through just like that. And it's like a perspective change or a little uh something for them to do or something to, for them to journal out on a, an action they can take something that they want to say to people or it might be an energy intervention of some description so it's that kind of in the moment um knowing it's an in the moment knowing and it's crazy it like it, it sometimes i'm saying things and i just think what is about to come out of my mouth i don't yeah. know and they go yes that makes so much sense it's like I'm glad it does for you uh because <laughs> I don't know and I think this is where having my my background of where I just wanted to know everything about everything yeah where that really comes in because it's not like I don't have people in front of me go right today we are going to do blah 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 technique 
I have people come in front of me and I have no idea. Sometimes I have the odd people just come through. They're not odd people, they're regular people. Um, but they come through and they might just have like one session, they want a bit of guidance or something. Mm-hmm. I had somebody today and she was talking about her business and actually it came in about inner child healing and and what her inner child wanted. And I've learned in the years I've done this to just let it come through as it wants to come through and not have an agenda of, right, this is the technique I'm going to work with and this is what you're going to have. Yeah, forcing that stuff. I mean, we, we were joking offline before you jumped on that, oh, it's it's tough when you're prescribed these things to do. I guess whether it's a strategy for marketing, a way to run a business, how yeah. to maintain yourself, a forceful, here's what you need to do yeah. is... Um, it, it can work. It sometimes can be really unhelpful because yeah. it's not doesn't take into consideration where you are, what's truly happening with you personally. So yeah. I love your your flow from the the other side of it, which is okay. In the moment, I'm not sure if this is right for you, but this is what I'm getting. So hold on to your hats. Yeah, <laughs> I often say this. I'm like, right, well, and some you know, it's got to come through a filter because you know doing what I do there's a there's a responsibility especially like I don't I won't call myself a psychic because that that's another thing um but you know people have this expectation of oh she knows everything and so everything she says and it's like so you, you need to have a filter of what's coming mm. in but when the guidance that comes through especially if it's very insistent sometimes it's bizarre um by the time you know we've built up the relationship we know what's going on you know I've kind of gauged what what they're ready for um yeah sometimes it comes through and you just think I've got to say it as is and they're like yeah that's just what I needed to hear yeah and it's I guess these things all how it's received because no matter what comes through no matter what guidance you give it has to be interpreted by the person receiving it and that could be taken in so many different ways and of course you can't bring up something that's not there for them personally Mm -hmm. so whatever you say you're stirring you're bringing something to the surface and that's i think the the beautiful game that you know you get to play with the the safe container you've created but also the sort of flexible nature of the way you help to guide and bring awareness love that yeah yeah sweet so, cool. so with your business so oh my gosh you 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 know all this stuff you understand and see so much and and guide so many people so of course you know running your business must be a piece of cake right you've got all the answers you think so do you know how many people say it to me like one of the sessions I run I do like business soul uh, like your soul business session and we'll do it quite often in one session sometimes we'll do like two or three together and I'm like yeah this is what you need to do and this is this and I can see where this is going and I'm like yeah and these are your action steps yes amazing and then mm. like people like people come to me like you know they've seen the business that I've built up and people who are earlier on and they're like yes you know just what to do and I just think sometimes I have no idea you know for my own and for myself because I think it's so easy to be able to see other people's blind spots and so for me to be able to tune in on their high level of quite often not knowing much about them or not you know not knowing them on mm in the way they know themselves you know so for me when some guidance comes through and it comes in and I'm like yeah I'm not going to do that like yeah 
because I get this guidance come through and it goes right push you to the next level I'm like no I'm not ready for that that can't be me you must be (laughs) (laughs) this is for someone else obviously (laughs) I will see what I want to see I love that um but this is yeah I I I like asking that question sometimes because it's it's fun because it's it's so tongue-in-cheek and if anyone says they haven't got it any problems or they've got no challenges well they're either a robot or they're lying because we all do at whatever level we're at so you know that I think the the understanding of you know the way you help your your students and clients how to find what their blind spots are how they need to take those next steps what is actually holding them back is it's so simple when we're not emotionally connected it's very logical it's very information driven it's very you have the space and the clarity. Oh my gosh, how do we create that for ourselves? There's the thing because you can get the same download yeah. and your body goes, ah, stress, panic, survival. Yeah. Here's all the things that you have no idea. Here's a subconscious playing these different programs for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's a different level. Yeah. So when, huh, when you first started your business, when you were like, yeah, this is it, maybe a couple of years in, what was it like for you as, as you were finding your feet, doing what you thought was right, but oh my gosh, it's, it could be tough. It definitely can be tough. I, I mean, I was lucky how my business, it didn't seem to have like a massive plan, right? I was, I was um, doing I was a Reiki practitioner already and I and I say that loosely as in I was trained in Reiki and I would I would practice Reiki but I didn't have many clients one or Mm. two I started a psych I'm going to a psychic circle and that's really helped me build my confidence in things and then I'd get like the odd client here or there that was kind of all how it started and I was like this is amazing like people are actually paying me for like doing something that I really love and at the time I had really young uh, babies. So I was in mm. that kind of, you know, I wasn't really out for work. It was, it was all quite just safe. That's a good word. Oh, so you you could play, you had the space to sort of play, but there was no yeah. nothing, there was no huge pressure on it or on you. Exactly. I okay. could li- literally let my my nose be followed, right? Mm. Then things started to kind of ramp up. And it was when I was pregnant with my third um, son, who's now six, things really started to ramp up and people were asking me to run workshops and to lead programs and to come and do readings and to stand up in front of audiences. And I was just like, what, me? And there was, it's interesting that I was pregnant because I felt like there was this safety mechanism that I could be like, I can duck out. Because when you're pregnant, yeah. you can get away with like everything, right? So I was like, I can duck out, or there's like an end game here that when he's born, I'm gonna like go into hiding. So I could, mm. like, I don't know. He, it felt like having him was this safety net. So I allowed myself. You to, had the excuse. You had the protection, right? Yeah, and I, and you know, and if I if I forgot something, or you know, my brain didn't engage that day, I'd be like, oh, it's baby brain, and everyone would be like, oh, it's fine, right? <laughs> 
Um, but that didn't happen. Like it just kept on, you know, things. I was like ultra psychic when I was pregnant, which was great. Which, by the way, I thought, oh, my God, what happens when I have him? Am I going to lose all my psychic abilities? Am I going to lose my superpowers? I, I wondered that, which I did. So that was great. Nice. Um, so, it, you know, things started to progress quite naturally in my business. And I was very I worked in the local area. Um, and I, a shop kept hiring me to run workshops and to do all of this. And, and every time I get pushed into the next level, um, I would go through the whole, I'm not good enough. Who me? How can I do this? All of that stuff. But something led me, I don't know, something bigger than me, I think just kept on letting me drive forward. So that was all fine. Everything was going hunky dory. And I was like, it's fine. I can do this. And then um, 2020, well, it wasn't that a big year for everybody. And it was the first year, I appreciate the irony, right? It was the first year that I actually bought a year planner. And I'm, I'm, I invested I'm about mm-hmm. 250 in a year planner. And I wrote down, because at the time I was running like moon um, meditation workshops and sound, I, I don't do the sound healing, but with a friend, we were doing some sound healing together and, and I, I, I had the year planned out. Yeah. I was like, my life rocks. <laughs> like, this is literally what I love. Um, and then everything shut down. And I was like, what am I going to do now? Um, and so I sat and went, what do I do? And I was like, you need to go online. I just heard this thing. You need to go online. I went, okay, what do I do? I put on my Facebook. I want to go online. Does anyone know how to do this? And someone said, yeah, you can use my Zoom. Like, what is this Zoom? Um, and Brave I just started. I know. Um, so I signed in and I and I just and I just started. And I think I started before I could even think about it. And the first week, you know, five people came and then 10 people came and then 20 people came and then 30 people came. And, and I was like, okay, this is there's something going on here um and I was busy like mega busy doing readings like all day long and running these workshops and I was busy and then it got to a point and like you know for me it was brilliant because my husband was home he could look after the kids and I was um yeah busy and I just thought this is not sustainable being able to do one-to-one clients all day every day and it's very energetic, this work, you know, and you're tuning in and um, holding space for people and people were going through their own crises. And I was also going through my own, like, what is on earth is going on with the world? You know, all of that stuff, all those rabbit holes that got presented to me over the the time, which was which was hard enough. And I thought, I don't I just don't know, like, how can I keep on promoting my workshops? Can, how like? like it just felt you hit this point where it was you made such good headway business was going so so well but you were trading your time it was how (laughs) does any one of you yeah so many solopreneurs start out it's you know doing every single job ever and it's tough to wear all the hats and fulfill and manage ourselves in the meantime so what was the next iteration what was it that or lead us to now as in what have you built now and what was the what was the best transition that you made during that time in 20 
21, um, I started a membership community, changed everything. Because then I invited people to come in. They pay me monthly or six monthly or yearly. Um, I can support all of them without, yeah. like, it's still my time. Uh, but it's, you know, whether there's five people, 50 people in there, it's it's generally the same amount of time and energy. Um, and I could really focus on helping people grow rather than here's a workshop, do it, and then do or don't come back ever again. Mm. You know, so now you're invested. Now you're in for the yeah. long term, and yeah. they also kind of knew that. So was this like lower cost, more people, more impact, and by association, this gave you a bit more flexibility? Um, I I charged when I launched. I charged about the price I was charging for one workshop to join monthly, and you get three workshops essentially: a coaching call, a workshop, and a guest expert comes in every month. Um, plus the community and the other extra goodies and it's my time you know we've got the community forum so mm. I you know I'm not on it 24 hours a day but I'm very present in there like these are my people um, and I launched in yeah August 21 and there was like 38 people I think joined which was like blew me away I thought we'd probably get 20 and then like that'll be done um and you know it is relatively low cost it's um a six month minimum commitment but I've got people who joined in 21 who are still thriving active members in the community um and then I open the doors about every four months or so uh to invite people to come in um mm. it's amazing and from then it allowed me so now I have this income and this sustainability and this base that I know it doesn't really matter what I do as long as I've got my commitment to my to soul space that I've got an income that is going to sustain me and mm. do everything that I need and then this is like this is the really cool bit about this right is it gave me the opportunity to start to evolve because now I'm not like oh I need to run this because this is what people want or this is what sells or this is what get people in or this is what's going to attract people. Now I can be like, right, this is what's going on energetically. This is something that we can bring in. This is really what's going to help. And the guest experts that come in and like they feed in that energy and to become something more than I ever thought I'd be able to offer. So for you, it's you can really expand on what what's what what is needed. How can I improve what I'm doing? How can I, I guess also have fun with it and be like, this is yeah. for me as well. Yeah. I want to be able to 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 revel and enjoy. So yeah. to have that foundation, you had that yeah. financial security, you're able to reinvest to bring in yeah. team members to be able to to do what you need to do. So it's kind of fueling your life and the you know how you actually deliver all of this yeah so where's that left you now because now obviously you're looking at okay what well, what's next where do I go now so to go from leading this business up the wonder 
the following, the le- lack of pressure. Now you've built this. And again, that little bit of sort of comfort comes in. So oh, and now you want to yeah. you, you change, you want to evolve. Again, we were chatting earlier about, oh my gosh, the procrastination, all these things that I need to do or want to do, but ooh, hold you back. So where, where would you say now is, is where are you holding yourself back in your business? Um, I think it's very easy when you've got a community of people to use them as an excuse to like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I need to nurture them, and I do, I nurture them very well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's for me, I know <laughs> there's a next level version of me. Yeah. Just like two years ago, there was a next level version of me, which I could do. I I could have done what I would, what I love to do, which is just kind of leave it behind, get involved in something else you know, all of that, but no, I went for it and I did it and it has paid off spiritually, socially, economically, like all the stuff, right? Mm. So last year I wrote a book um, and that was like my next level. That was like, um, I, it's been on the car for a while and I'm like, mm. and I wrote it, came and it channeled through me like that. Like it, it was like written, I wrote 60,000 words in about eight weeks and I was like this amazing this is going to be out and then I noticed how I then just left it didn't do anything let it fester um I don't know maybe a bit of worry I'm not even sure it's worry I think it's like deeper than that I think it's you know like more subtle than that uh, of this knowing that once that book's out there it I've got nothing to hide behind anymore you know it's a memoir so it's got my whole life my whole life much of my life in there and a lot of the the things that I worried about and that I discovered and the questions that I asked and all of this Mm. and I think that again when you build up a presence and you build up a community and you build up you know um your client base and people especially doing the work I do people see you in a certain way and I think it's very important that people don't put anyone on a pedestal and this whole, uh, you know, your way or the highway and all this stuff. Um, so I don't know. I think there's something there about the vulnerability of like being fully seen. Mm-hmm. This is so interesting <laughs> because everyone listening would have gone through something like this. It's a stage that I see time and time again. Now. You've, you've gone through this once. You've gone through the, the vulnerability of being seen, of, of being that one-on-one guide, channeling. Now you're seen by your community. Oh my gosh, that's grown. So it's the same challenge, just showing up maybe slightly differently. Maybe this challenge now is coming with like a fake mustache and fake glasses on. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm, I'm not the same challenge. I'm something completely different, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's the so same what, what was it like for you? What what do you feel like, candidly, what, what are you trying to do? Is it like, ah, I just want to run and hide. I want to forget about this because there is something in there that's stopping me. Or what is it, what does these, these, whether it's pressure or stress or worry or just, I don't know, unknown. What does it, what does it make you do? How does it control you? Um... How does it control me? That's a really good question. 
because there's such a massive part of me that just wants to get it out and wants to get it done. But what I do is I get like super involved in like everything else that I'm doing. Yeah. Like I have an example, right? Um, I'm running a massive workshop in London in October. Got it all done, booked the venue, announced it, like announced a wait list for it. Amazing. And then I was like, well, this is really big and I've got to do something with it. And I was like, oh. And then, so what did I do? Like two days after I launched the wait list and all of that, I put on another event, um, which starts in June, that I'm like, oh, I better promote that now because that's in June. So that's sooner. And that's safer. It's like, you know, no, it's online. It's in my comfort zone. It's all good. Um, and so the book and the event, which are like my two next level next levelers have been like oh well like i know that i've got this to do first because there's like mm-hmm. oh so you're a you're a master wizard just justifying and just how about we put this in oh look oh that's fun and i need to do this now there's a a level of it's tongue-in-cheek and it's fun and games but it's isn't it interesting when these things happen isn't it just oh i love that <laughs> hey maybe we should have a part two when it's like ah. Oh, one of your two nemesis have been been and done. And let's find out the route that it took you to get there. Oh my gosh, this could be so much fun. That would be good. <laughs> but anyway, that look. Would be that accountability, wouldn't it? <laughs> accountability. So when is your book coming out? Any idea? Um, okay, I'll give you this. Mm. It's currently in its second edit. So I'm mm. just working with somebody, just just fine-tuning. Um, we're probably about a quarter of the way through that. So what we're in now, I'm going to say three months. It needs to be out before my event. It needs to be hey, out. Guess before. what? Yeah. Maybe this podcast will be going out in maybe sort of three or four months. So, audience, guess what? <laughs> There's a book. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> my book's out. You can buy it in all good bookstores on all major platforms and via my website, melissa-avenmoss.com. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Love that. Look, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing behind the scenes of your business, for sharing you know, what it is that you do, how you help people. And oh my gosh, the, the iterations and transitions that you've been on and continue to go on. It's beautiful to hear. Thank you for being so vulnerable and authentic. Thank you for having me. Oh, so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about, about you and your communities, where can they find you? Facebook is where I hang out the most. Um, my Facebook forward slash is Melissa S. Amos um, or Melissa Segear Amos um, or on Instagram, I'm at the Melissa Amos. Um, on my website, guess what? Melissa-amos.com. Um, you can find me on any of those. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious or like, hell yeah, I need to know more about this, go check it out. Um, and everyone enjoy that book. And obviously the link will be above, below, wherever you're listening to this, it'll be in there. So, um, or it'll be coming soon, which it won't be, will it? No, but, yeah, but three, yeah, it will be there. <laughs> be there. Hey, Melissa, like thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, 
we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.